When you ask yourself, why do you know anything? And I'm going to say some things I hope don't give you the trouble. Um, you have senses, eyes, ears, nose, touch. Everything you know, everything you think you believe, your, your reality that you're in, is only observed and collected and measured subjectively. That's all you have. It's all you will ever have. You are an agent, and you've built the world. The world that you live in is the world you built. You evaluate the signal that came in. Remember, you're long gone, and somebody asks you, what's your favorite color? You're panicked. Is it blue? satisfaction when I realized no, it was a certain neutralized green. Uh, not, not on the cool end, but on the warm end of the spectrum. And it's a black, nice green. I felt pretty pleased with myself. I evaluated the color spectrum and come to some conclusions. You all did it. You all did it about everything. You, you love being in those artificial fights, whether it's Yanni or Lauren or the dress is blue or the dress is yellow. You like being in those arguments. How such and such pronounced like Leslie and I are always at each other's throats over pronunciation. One went on a vacation with mercantile. Mercantile. 
system saying the person and all you lousy Americans say advertisement. They're plaques. We like those differences. Well, one, but it, it's, it sort of reminds you, without you claiming it, react, without you claiming it and, and dealing with the crisis that autonomy is, it reminds you that you are someone, that you measured green, slightly neutralized on the warm end of the spectrum. Or you thought this, or you pronounced it that way, or you saw, remember that scene in um, Out of the Town of the Planet where Ransom is seeing the landscape on Mars and he has no reference for it? He, it looks like cauliflower. It looks like, you know, big cauliflower heads that are pink. We evaluate everything, everything in your world that you think is out there is your evaluation of the out there. How you touched it, how you saw it, how you smelled it, and what authority, power, and value you gave to it. And sometimes, this is great, it's ugly, you were wrong. You didn't see something accurately. You didn't value it accurately. And when you didn't value it accurately, um, you make decisions for it. Remember how you first saw that co-cap with a cheerleading squad in her high school? She was so fun. So she must be a goddess. She must just be divine in her attitude. But, you know, she's not. You were wrong. She makes a decision. You ask her out. You spend a lot of money. What? How could she not be nice? She says, okay. All you've done is you value what your signal has come in as, and you try to create a world that's sometimes reality, and reality will catch up with you, either by death or by corrective measure to just slap you upside the head. Now, I'm, I'm telling you this because this is what's going on all the time in all of your senses about everything. I have a little comment here, but a, just a warning. Not only can we be wrong, but some of us are wrong most of the time. And you, you, have, you don't need to say, I hope he's not talking about me. Um, some people are just, you know, they have to be carried by the rest of society. If you can't take care of yourself, if you didn't value the world correctly, hard work, budgeting, whatever adults do, the rest of us will have to carry you to help you measure what place you hold in our world, and, and you will be valued. But I, I, I was thinking about this, but we'll kind of illustrate it. You know, you, we're all done that we're doing it, this subjective assessment of the world, and we then make evaluation, and then we make decisions on the basis of our valuation. This is Aristotelian, it's Augustinian. If you love what you should love, if you hate what you should hate, if the degree you should love it, the degree you should hate. That's what true education is. When I was young, growing up on the East Coast, we only had the Appalachians. Okay? And the Appalachians are, it's Appalachia, it's not, it's the other way to pronounce it, Appalachia. It's Appalachia, like Appalachian State University. Or Appalachian Village. 
large hills with trees on them. And large hills with trees on them. I love them. I love being out in the woods. But every once in a while, our family would go on vacation, tragically. The family was from Nebraska. And halfway across the United States, driving for hours in the Ford LTD station wagon, hoping that some drama Signal. Uh, Evan's desire to see mountains on a family road 
like finding out
Stick, the new tape measures, you're running around having to re-measure everything. What's the football field? signal that came across to you that affected everything in your life. Is it a gallon or is it a liter? But they changed it without changing it. The world speaks of this world in terms of their own imaginations. God made this world. In him all things were created. So his measure, when you look at the way he has spoken what he has spoken of, is going to fit his world so much better in how you treat your family, how you treat your friends, how you treat your enemies, how you measure a football team. The signal that changes everything. All things were created through him.
So structure. The power of his will holding all things together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. He has the authority. He is the heir. That in everything, in red, that in everything, because all things were in him, all things were defined by what his signal is in the cosmos. He might be preeminent. So you have the, the conclusion you get from Christianity is, my God, of course I would say, my God. Of course I would say, like Thomas, my Lord and my God. And of course I would say, oh my heavens, I can't seem to get off my knees. That he might be preeminent. corrects us all. It doesn't just correct Gnostics. You know, you might know some people that have Gnostic ideas unknowing to themselves. They just pick them up somehow. But you, mostly, you have got wrong ideas. Remember, some of you are wrong most of the time about what is going on here. station, great history, great capability. The myth of it is so. The myth of it. This is what you're asked to believe. Not in some sort of way that you know that the atheists don't believe in God and you're not just telling there is a God that Jesus is God. Don't be caught up in that. This is more well, poetry. It's poetry of meaning. where you're being dragged 
that something is far more evident. Some being not yourself is above, before, regarding all things, God himself. The fullness of God pleased at God. He's here to reconcile the universe to himself. And all of a sudden, he's making peace. This is the order. You don't know how I, I, I get off on these definitions I make up. That all peace is just the result of order. And all order is just the result of government. So whatever kind of peace you want, you make that kind of order by the kind of government that will make that kind of order. You have peace of that thing. Domestic order is domestic peace. Military order. Military peace. Spiritual order is spiritual peace. This is the order. This is who he is. He is the image of the invisible God. There should be no question in your mind. <coughs> this is where our peace is. That when I can go to him, one of the reasons I get peace when I make requests of God, when I ask him for something or help him set something out, is because it is an admission to prayer that I believe he is there to hear and will consider my prayers. That is the state of my universe. My universe is ordered this way. This is the governor that makes the order. The order you see laid out here. Okay. From, from the stature of Christ to the myth of Christ. Am I being, years ago from Lewis I learned that myth doesn't mean fiction. It's the, you might say, the narratival element of the claims you're making. Many myths are fiction. Many myths are not. The myth of Jesus Christ is not. He made peace by the blood of his cross. Now, the world is disordered by its own perception. Freedom to make up your own mind and to measure the world you're sensing. Remember that autonomous crisis you're dealing with about evaluating the world. And most of the world evaluates poorly. And most of the world, having bad evaluations, makes decisions poorly. Disorder is the result. Bad governance, sin. And you, verse 21, and you. Not just and who is Christ. Who are you? Who wants or restrained and hostile in mind doing evil being to know? Yes, Lord, I was. He has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death. Remember, he is he is walking through the creation as the creator of it, the object of it. The authority of it. The meaning of it. And he wants to reconcile it because that creation saw things differently. That's the nature of autonomy. That's why it's bad. And uh, it's not just 
be. We can think of this as a universal and a big ticket description of what all is. Jesus Christ prays over everything. And because man needs to be reconciled, even heavenly beings, like whether on earth or in heaven, they can all get reconciled. What is reconciled? The body of Christ. Well, everything. How about you? As he's described you, your believers, this is what happened to you. You got you, you were actually on the field of play when this information came to you about the myth, about the God, and what he had done. And you, because the disorder you had made, the sin you had committed. You were reconciled in his body of flesh by his death. In order to present you holy and blameless and irreproachable before him. His work of reconciliation had a task, it had a purpose of, of not that all things were for him and to him and by him. But you, the one of the elements of that all things, he's letting you know what is plans for you, to reconcile you, out of sin, into righteousness, by his death, so that you would be holy, blameless, and irreproachable. You have your own share of the disorder.
was preached to you. And you were deciding how you were to it. He said, you mean, what about, no, just, he says it here, which you heard, your faith is the key to the order. And it's key to the order as you maintain it. Now, I'm, I don't want to get into some discussion with you can lose your salvation. I'm an eternal security sort of guy. But I also know, if you've got your own positions about this, knock yourself out. Stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel. What is the hope in all of this? That what I'm trying to suggest to you is not just Jesus tells you forgiveness of sins and life eternal. That is the hope. Real hope and faith is that this is true. The promise of the faith could be, you know, oatmeal. I like oatmeal with butter, brown sugar. It's not racist. Butter and brown sugar. I like oatmeal. What if I was doing promise in Christianity? I got oatmeal. Which, you heard, which has been preached to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. I was thinking about my illustration at the beginning where I midway through Kansas, I was hoping that that foggy line of something was mountain, if it wasn't real life reality caught up with me. But at some point, we entered Colorado. that 
the buzzkill quality of Christianity. It's sort of being told that it's not as wonderful as you hope it's going to be. For everything you want that kind of be, but getting God wants that He wants you to wear, you know, button-down shirts. This is a this is an amazing jaw-dropping revelation.